As I think about the, the program today and just the whole aspect of Christ coming in the flesh, I think about the word clutter. And uh, Pam and I, when we were first married, we rented a basement apartment from a lady. And when we went to talk to her about renting this apartment, she met us down in the apartment uh, place uh, in her basement and talked about rent and everything. And we decided to rent off of her, got to know her. And as we got to know her, we realized that she was a pack rat. She kept everything. And she had a lot of clutter in her house. And she would go away every summer for about six weeks, go visit a friend. And so she would give us a house key. And I never went in there until one time the alarm went off and the police came. And they wanted to go in and search the house because the alarm went off. And so I went up and I unlocked the door and I went in and I was about took my breath away. I mean, you could barely move in the house. There was one tiny little path that uh, led to one chair. There was only one chair to sit in. The rest had piles of magazines and newspapers and books and stuff. She had stuff in boxes that was brand new, had never been opened, piled up. And I was just like, and the police are just like, their jaws dropped as they're shining the flashlight around the house. And it was amazing to see the incredible clutter that was in her house. And then I thought about Jesus coming to a world full of clutter. What was the clutter he came to? Were there all kinds of philosophies going around? All kinds of ideas about how we should worship, who we should worship. Some people were worshiping trees, other people were worshiping stones. And, and basically, the clutter came as a result of everybody doing that which was right in their own eyes. And when I think about that, I think, has the world really changed? I mean, the Israelites were doing that which was right in their own eyes. And what do we do? We do that which is right in our own eyes. And some of us do it out of ignorance because we don't know anything else. This is what I learned from mom and dad, or this is what I learned from grandma, or this is what I learned from somebody else. And so I just, I do that to function, but I don't really know why I do what I do. And the amazing thing was our landlady one day decided she wanted to clean up her clutter. And so we talked about helping her and we go upstairs to begin to help her clean out her clutter. And you know where she wanted to start? She had this tiny little utility room and that's where she wanted to start. I'm thinking living room maybe might be good. <laughs> Dining room, kitchen, so you can actually cook something. And I mean, let's clear off the dining room table so you can at least sit down at the dining room table. She wanted to start with a little utility room. And I thought, oh my goodness, I mean, all this stuff. And, but as I thought about it, I thought, well, why does she want to start there? Because it's hard to deal with clutter. You don't really want to. It's messy, it's not fun, and it can be painful because I think in her mind, her clutter was her security. That's where she got all of her security was from her clutter. So for her to begin to think about getting rid of that clutter in her life was scary. 
And I think about people in our world today who are doing things according to their own eyes, doing that which is right in their own eyes, and they begin to accumulate clutter in their life and in their heart, and they don't know how to deal with it. They have this broken relationship, and it brings pain. It brings clutter. They have this habit in their life that they can't overcome, and they add more clutter to them. People begin to reach out in love, and they kind of, oh, you know, if I go to church, I might have to let somebody know I have clutter in my life. And so what do they do? They stay away because I don't want to deal with the clutter. Let's start with the little utility room, because that's the least painful. And it was interesting, as we started helping her declutter, what she really wanted to do was just rearrange the clutter. She didn't really want to get rid of anything. She wanted to keep it all and just rearrange it all. And I thought, isn't there a lot of people like that? They have all this clutter in their life and they, they want to change, but it's like, I want my clutter. I want to hang on to it. And the Bible has a term for clutter in our lives. And it can come from pain, disappointment, rejection, any of those things, brokenness, but it's called sin. Jesus came to this earth because it was full of clutter. It was full of sin and brokenness. And when we do that, which is right in our own eyes, that's really a soft way to say we are living in rebellion to God. That sounds more harsh, but that's reality. When we do that, which is right in our own eyes, we're saying, God, I don't, Either I don't know your way to do it, and some people do it out of ignorance, or I don't want to do your way. And when we talk about joy, the only way we can have genuine joy is to do something with the clutter in our lives. And so when we look in the Gospel of Luke, in the story of Jesus, in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And then you'll say you'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. But he came to be the Savior. And when we look in the book of Romans and stuff, we can see that that was prophesied. In the book of Romans, it says, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, that he would send this Messiah, he would send this Jesus, that they were looking for, long anticipated, long looking for. And when he finally came, the joy that came to their hearts because all of a sudden, it was the fulfillment of the promise and the prophecy that God had foretold hundreds of years earlier. And that's the joy of the gospel. And there's a joy in the gospel because here's what the gospel does. It speaks to my clutter. It speaks to my sinfulness. And God comes to me and he says, you know what? I want to do something with the clutter in your life. 
I want to do something with the hurts in your life, the brokenness in your life. I want to do something with the sin in your life. I want to take it away from you. But again, the clutter is my security. Wait a minute, you're asking me to give this up? Yeah, he's saying, I want you to exchange this for the joy of my salvation. I came to set you free. What was the song the children sang? I had to write down those words because they were so good. Born to heal the nations. That's what Jesus came to do. Born to heal the nations, the wonderful one who will rescue and ransom, redeem and restore. That's what he came to do, to take my clutter and your clutter so that we could have joy. And here's the joy of the gospel. It awakens my conscience to my need of God. I don't know that I need God. I know I have clutter in my life and I don't know how to deal with it. So how do I deal with it? Well, the gospel awakens my conscience to my need of God. And that's the beautiful part of the gospel. And that's why it begins to bring joy in my life, because now I know I've got clutter in my life, and I know I can do something about it. And God can help me declutter my life. Our landlady, thankfully, years kind of went by. She slowly worked on it, and eventually her house was clean. I mean, she got rid of all kind of stuff, boatloads of stuff. You could sit down and visit with her in her living room. You could sit down at her dining room table and you should have seen the joy on her face when you could actually sit down and visit with her in her house. She was being robbed of all that joy and relationship that she could have because of the clutter in her life. And I think of how many people in their life have so much clutter in their lives they have no relationships that really love and care about them because of all the clutter. They keep everybody at arm's length. Hey, I, I got to keep that utility room closed. I got to keep the dining room. I got to keep the living room closed because I got a lot of clutter. But God came to take your clutter and to take my clutter to redeem me, to take my mess and make it a masterpiece. And that's what he wants to do. And that's the story of Christmas. And that's why I love that story, because God came to redeem us from our sin, to take us out of our mess. Joy flows from putting our trust in God. Here's what Jesus told the disciples in John 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. How does that trust demonstrated? That trust is demonstrated when you and I accept the gospel story. I accept that Jesus came as a baby. He grew up. He gave his life on the cross. And when I accept that gospel story, the joy comes in because the clutter can begin to leave. It's a wonderful story that can be the story of our lives as well. And he goes on to say in John 15, As the Father has loved me, Jesus said, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you, obey my father's, if you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. If I told you that when you surrender to the gospel story, 
God will take your clutter and he will give you joy. Will you accept it? Will you accept it? That's up to us. That's where we have to stop doing what's right in our own eyes and say, God, you know what I don't know. You are wiser than I am. You are smarter than I am. And you want to be on the throne of my life to take away the clutter and give me joy, the joy of your salvation. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment? And while you do, would you think about the Christmas story for a moment? That Jesus is the promised Messiah, that he came to set his people free. He came to this sin-cluttered earth to take away our clutter, to take away our sin, to heal our brokenness, to give us joy, to give us peace, to give us hope. Let me ask you, where is your peace and hope today? Because if you don't have peace and hope in your life, you don't have joy. You have to have the peace of God. You have to be at peace with God, as we talked about last week, and you have to have the peace of God. And that peace brings a hope in our lives. The gospel is a gospel of hope. And that peace and hope gives us the joy of the Lord. And the presence of God in our life comes in the person of the Holy Spirit. It comes inside of us. Do you remember when you invited Christ into your clutter? Said, God, my life is a wreck. It's a mess. I have no peace. I have no hope. I don't have much joy. But would you come in to the middle of my clutter and begin to help me clean up my life? so that I can have a relationship with you and experience the joy of that relationship. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, that's what he came to do to clean up our clutter. Would you give him your life today? I'd be willing to meet with you and pray with you and talk with you how you can have a personal relationship with Christ. After this service, please seek me out. My uh, cell phone number is in the bulletin. Call me. If you, can't, if you don't talk with me today. But it can be scary when you begin to deal with clutter in your life. But I can tell you this, if you do, God will bring inexpressible joy into your life. Let's pray. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, check us out on the web by going to our website which is bethesdamb.org that's bethesda m as in mary b as in boy.org or check us out on facebook by searching for bethesda church of huron have a blessed day